0: Welcome to this episode of Doxology Matters, where we desire to help you think deeply about God's Word as you praise Him. It's good to have you back listening on this episode. We appreciate all those who listen to the Doxology Matters podcast. Today is a special day. I think I say that every time we start a podcast, but I always feel like it is special. I've got one of the people that I love the most and think the most of here today, Pastor Doug Eccles, my pastor. Senior pastor here at Bethel Baptist Church, so I'm glad to have you.
1: Hey, it's great to uh, be here. Great to be back with you.
0: I know today is a special day in a sense of nothing to do with uh, the kingdom, but today is opening day, baseball.
1: That's right. Looking forward to a new year of baseball, 162 games to go.
0: <laughs> what time do the Nationals
1: actually play? We play at 7.05 tonight. Excited. I saw where the Braves
0: uh, take the field at three, and my schedule is full, so I'm going to probably not get them on this first game, but I'll get them the
1: next time. Uh, you probably won't miss much this today. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Nationals play? Uh, we're playing the Mets.
0: Okay. We're playing the Phillies. So. Uh, well, w- this is a special weekend coming up. It's Easter weekend, and uh, do you have a favorite Easter memory? maybe
1: well I would say the memories I have of Easter when I was growing up we used to have a sunrise service so we'd have to get up real early in the morning and head over to the church we'd have a sunrise service and then uh, we'd have breakfast at the church and then have our regular Easter service so getting up early is probably one of my memories of Easter and the sunrise
0: nice now what church would that have been at
1: that was at Zion Hill Baptist in Fencastle, okay. Virginia.
0: When, why people started Sunrise Services, what is the significance about that? They are special. I've been part of them.
1: Yeah, I think it has to go back to the passage of Scripture where it says that uh, Mary arrived at the tomb early in the morning, and so people kind of play off of that passage of Scripture and... And then just the symbolism of the sun rising—the actual S U N sun, sun rising—reminds uh, us of the fact that Jesus Christ rose again. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, excellent. Um, we often will give a gift at Easter in a similar kind of way, of like at Christmas time. Do you have a favorite candy? I know you love mm. chocolate.
1: Well, yeah, I do love chocolate. So. I definitely have to say that the Reese's, um, little the eggs with the chocolate and peanut butter, those are my favorites. I'm not a Peeps person, can't stand those things, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not a real, not, not jelly bean. I don't care for jelly beans either. So definitely the Reese's eggs.
0: I saw the other day a Cadbury egg commercial. I hadn't seen one of those in a long time with the bunny. Mm, Not a fan. Yeah, Cadbury eggs are different. Yeah. Not a peeps fan. Okay. I'll know what to get you next year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, a lot of people celebrate Easter, Christians and non-Christians alike. What is really, what is Easter all about?
1: Well, Easter is about the... The resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, and the resurrection is the th- the single event in history that sets apart Christianity from every other every other religion in the world. Uh, you look at every religion that is out there, and the leader of that religion, uh, whether it's Muhammad or um, Buddha or whoever you want to choose, every one of those leaders. Is still in the grave, mm-hmm. but uh, for Christians, uh, we believe that Jesus Christ is no longer in the grave. He rose again, and because He rose again, we have eternal life. We can have the hope of eternal life.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that saying that I grew up saying as a kid. It's a bit kind of traditional, but the, uh, He is risen, He is risen indeed. Mm-hmm. Just a simple saying that reminds us of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, um new uh, non-believers or people that don't typically uh non-church attenders i should say typically will come on an easter sunday why should they care about coming why should they care about easter well
1: that's a great question i think that a lot of people look at easter as kind of a kind of tip they come on easter sunday kind of tipping their hat at at God, they understand that there is something significant about the day, uh, even though they may not fully grasp, you know, the the, the significance of it. Um, but I think that people, you know, should obviously be concerned about what happened on that day um, because of the ramifications that it has for our lives, the uh, the the effect that it has on our eternal life. What are you thinking, kind of behind the curtain,
0: as a preaching pastor on an Easter Sunday, seeing faces out there that you don't typically see? Like, what are you, what are you thinking about in regards to your message about how applying that message? What's going through? If we could kind of know what's going on in your heart and your mind as you're mm. expositing the word on an Easter Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think my thought has always been to just make it as clear as possible, uh, knowing that for some of the people that are in the congregation, I may not get another opportunity uh, in the next 12 months to share with them. And so I want to make sure that the gospel is clear and um, just pray that the Spirit uh, works in their hearts and their lives. Will you always do that in a clear way. Uh, it sounds like you have a sense of urgency. Yes, Absolutely. Like I said, we don't know if those people that are there are gonna be you know, don't know if they're gonna be with us by the time the next Easter rolls around. And so we need to make sure we share the gospel clearly and with urgency and with passion so that they might hear and respond. We will most likely release this uh podcast on April
0: the third, the day before uh Easter Sunday. Um can you give us a little taste of what your message will be on?
1: Yeah, so I'm preaching through I've been preaching through the Gospel of John uh, for uh, over a year now. and so just it, by God's grace and God's providence, uh, we are actually in John chapter 20 uh, for this week. How about that? And so uh, for the last three weeks, I was in John chapter 19 where it talks about Jesus's death. Uh, where he was on the cross, and last week we wrapped up with uh, John 19, uh, where they took Jesus off the cross. Joseph of Arimathea comes and asks for his body, and he and Nicodemus take the body of Jesus and place it in the tomb. So this week, we're picking up there in John 20, and uh, we're going to look at the resurrection. And uh the resurrection. I'll just give you the first point, okay. and that is the resurrection is historical. Uh, there is historical details. Uh, there's historical proof um, of the resurrection, and so we're going to look at John chapter twenty and the first few verses there, talking about the the, the his, historicity of the resurrection, and the application for that uh, for our lives is is if if it is. True, and we believe it is, then our response is to believe. Uh, The Bible says in John 20, verse 8, it says, Then the other disciple, talking about John, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. So he saw the evidence that Jesus was not there, and he believed. And then John goes on to say uh, in that same chapter, he is um, talking to the the people that are reading the book. He says, uh, these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So we need to believe in who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Mm, excellent. Amen to that.
0: Uh, If you're listening somewhere, parts of the world, we have folks listening in Europe and um, uh, in Asia, all all over the world, actually. Praise God for that. If you're listening and you want to hear one of Pastor Doug's messages in his John series, or this one in particular, you can go to uh, bbcyorktown.org and you can find those media resources. You can listen to the audio or you can actually watch the video. So, Maybe if you don't have a church home, or if you do, uh, click on that link on Sunday afternoon after you've had lunch um, and listen to the message. I know you'll be encouraged as he explains the gospel. What, what is the gospel? Last night I had a conversation with a new good friend, and we talked about what the gospel was. How would you describe it to somebody that's maybe never heard the gospel or has heard a perverted gospel?
1: So the gospel, the word gospel means good news. Yes. And so we need to understand what, what the good news is. In order to understand the good news, we also have to think about the bad news. And so when I tell people the, what the gospel is, I start with talking about God and talking about how God created the world. He created man and woman, placed them in the garden, and everything was perfect. Uh, that was God's design, and, and um, you know, he said that this is, this is good, this is very good um, in chapter one and chapter two. But then you turn the page to chapter three, and uh, we know that man sinned, and so sin caused separation between God and man, and uh, we have seen the effects of that sin ever since. Adam and Eve uh, committed the first sin in the garden. We've... We are separate from God. And so God had to make a way for man to have a relationship with him again hmm. because he, you know, he is holy. Um, he cannot have or not look upon sin. And so he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect and a sinless life, a life that I could not live and you could not live and people listening could not live Uh, None of us are perfect, none of us, uh, every one of us have sin in our hearts and sin in our lives. And so he sent Jesus Christ to be the perfect um, substitute and sacrifice for our sin. And so the gospel, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died upon the cross for the sins of the world and that he rose again on the third day so that we might have everlasting life.
0: Praise be to God for that. Uh, If you're listening, and this is the first time you've heard the gospel, uh, think about the fact that if you say, well, maybe I'm not a sinner, um, just do a quick evaluation and inventory of your life and think, maybe when you've had covetousness in your heart, or you have lusted when you shouldn't have, or you have taken the Lord's name in vain, or have you not honored your father and mother when you have told a lie that's not truth? Um, it's when we are born we don't have to like uh, think about sinning in a sense we are just dead in our trespasses and sins that we read in Ephesians chapter two so every man and woman born needs a Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And God, as Pastor Doug said, is holy and uh, is just, and He cannot uh, stand, in a sense, and not deal with sin, but yet He gives us His Son, Christ, in the Godhead to pay the remedy for your sin. And, uh, you know, as A.W. Tozer says, we see God's goodness on every page of Scripture. And this is, in fact, good news because... um, God has given us His Son to pay for our sin debt that we might have eternal life.
1: Mm. And, yeah, and speaking of the resurrection, I'm reminded of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead.
0: Uh, this is a Doxology Matters podcast flowing out of the Worship Arts Ministry here at Bethel, and we highlight songs often um, to go with our content. Phil Wickham wrote a great song, "Living Hope." If you have not heard that song, give it a listen. You'll find yourself really encouraged. It's a great gospel song. Yeah. You have a favorite um, hymn or song that you like to sing on Easter Sunday.
1: I like uh, I like a, I like a lot of them. Uh, probably um, because he lives is a classic. Yeah, uh, older hymn. Um, probably a, a newer song. A newer hymn would be "In Christ Alone." Uh, those are two two of my favorites. I like to sing on Easter.
0: Yeah, we're gonna sing "In Christ Alone." We have typically ended the service with uh, "Because He Lives." I think. Really, every Sunday that I've been at Bethel. Yeah. Uh, And this year we're going to do In Christ Alone. I was talking with another pastor in the area, worship pastor, and they're going to sing In Christ Alone at the end. That's written by Keith and Kristen Getty. You probably know that. That's a worldwide uh, hymn. Any final thoughts you might have for those listening to this special episode uh, of the podcast?
1: Well, I would just remind all of us that without the resurrection— the Apostle Paul says that our our faith is futile and our preaching is in vain. That really, if there was no resurrection, then we wouldn't. Then I wouldn't even be here. I wouldn't have a job. There was, there would not be Christian churches. Yeah. Um, and so, the resurrection is, as my as our friend Jeff uh, Mengi says, changes everything. It, the resurrection changes everything. It is it is the one event in history that, um, you know, without it, we wouldn't have hope. Uh, without it, we wouldn't have faith. Uh, it is the central piece of history that we have to trust in and believe in.
0: Amen. Amen. Any, uh, any favorite book? We typically recommend books. Any favorite book that you have on the... The gospel that you could recommend. I know you're an avid reader. Mm.
1: Yeah, I um I'm I just I just picked up, I haven't finished it yet, but I just picked up uh Tim Kellers has a new book on the resurrection. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And so I'm getting into that. It seems so far it seems really rich. He 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 writes it from the perspective of the um his current he he was diagnosed with cancer in early two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty. I think it was maybe it was early two thousand twenty. But anyway, he writes it in the from the perspective of his diagnosis of cancer as well as the pandemic. And so he talks about the hope that we have in the resurrection. Wow. So uh, hopefully that'll that'll be one I can recommend once I once I finish reading it.
0: And the title is what is it?
1: Um, something I'm trying to think. The hope of the resurrection. Um, I can probably pull it up here in just a moment.
0: Yeah, well, Pastor Doug is looking up that title for us. If you're not familiar with Tim Keller, uh, he's a Presbyterian and the uh, PCA, yeah, and a very faithful expositor. He has a great series on the meaning of marriage. It's wonderful. Great, great preacher, thinker. Uh, Theologian,
1: yeah. So the title of the book is "Hope in Times of Fear: The Resurrection and the Meaning of Easter." So very, very appropriate for the times in which we're living. It's hard to believe that last year at this time we were sitting at home on Easter Sunday, first time, first time ever, I think. You know that we that we weren't able to be at church on Easter Sunday in the building. And uh, so, you know, this year, we're certainly counting our blessings that we get to be in church on Easter Sunday and celebrating the resurrection.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, amen to that. Uh, you have led us on a campaign, so to speak, of making room for uh, more. I'm hoping that because of that very thing, that Sunday will be our biggest number back that we've had. Amen. Yeah, with yes. three services, um, people really come. Amen. I hope they do. Yeah, me too. Mm. Me too. Mm. Well, brother, uh, I know i tell you this in private, uh, in public, you're one of my most favorite brothers, and I thank the world of you. And I'm so glad you've been on this podcast. And, listener, we thank you for listening uh, to this special episode with Pastor Doug, our senior shepherd here at Bethel Baptist Church in Yorktown, Virginia. We hope you have a blessed day. Easter as you celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ thank you for listening